It's Tuesday the 18th of May. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert and look, I'm feeling a little bit ashamed today because the most I did was a walk around the block, but Shane Lee is... He's throwing the barbells around again. What's going on, Shana? Back in training, mate, three days a week. I've got myself a, a personal trainer. A guy I've used before, a guy called Brad Spence. He's a bit of a taskmaster, mate, and every Tuesday morning gives me a weigh-in, and if I don't come down at least one gram, I get a strike, and three strikes, he said he's not going to train me anymore. So there's a bit of pressure on tomorrow morning. Fingers crossed I'm coming down again. Yeah, I, that's interesting from the trainer. I thought he'd want your dollars more than your push-ups. <laughs> coming up on the show, all the rugby league with Katie Brown and Rob Gilbert, our editor-at-large. Look, Peter Volandi's all over the media saying that uh, I don't care about the criticism from the weekend, Shane. He said, look, uh, we are going to continue to clamp down on foul play. He talked about concussion. He talked about an image that they need to create for mothers who want their kids to play sport. And he doesn't want them veering away from rugby league. Yeah, and most importantly, he said he has a responsibility to the players. Um, He said he wanted the players to leave the game with all their faculties um, in place, which which is a really... It's, it's a big thing to say. Um, he, he truly cares about the players. Um, they are the product of the game. But, you know, there's a lot of people saying, will, will it eventually kill the game? Will it uh, slow it down? But he said, without the players, we don't have a game. So Peter Volandis, as always, very, very strong with his words. Yep, and uh, uh, Brett's back, mate. Brett Lee, your brother, is back in the country. I'm sure your mum's relieved and his wife and everyone. And, look, they have been heavily criticised, haven't they, the, the, the cricketers and the commentators in some circles. And I think some of the, the chit-chat around it, not just saying it because Brett's a friend of mine and he's your brother and others are associated with us, but they have gone a bit over the top. Yeah, I think so. Um, look, Brett was happy to go anywhere. Um, he knew that when he came back, he had to do two weeks. Originally, he was going to be up in Howard Springs in Northern Territory. Um, it changed pretty much overnight, and they landed in Sydney. So they're still doing two weeks isolation right now. But um, I know, yeah, I know Mum and, uh, and and myself, I'm glad he's back in the country safe, which is good. Yeah. All right, we've got a big show on the way. Coming up next, Katie Brown. We mentioned the Rugby League with Peter Volandi. She is going to talk about that. It's not an issue that's going to go away in a hurry. It is time to talk rugby league, and we have got so much to chat about. Katie Brown, how are you going? I'm pretty well, thanks. How are you both? Good. Well, Katie, I'm, I'm still on the paddock. I haven't been sent off, but I tell you what, a lot of guys were sent off on the weekend. Sin bins, it's lots happening. Oh, so many. Uh, 14, and then we had three send-offs. But listening to Peter Volandis, you have to be extreme and hand down extreme punishments to see extreme change, and mm. I can appreciate Poor timing. We're in the middle of the season just about. But if we don't crack down on this now, I kind of think you can't put a price on a life and we need to see change. So we've yep. just got to go with it. I think I think the story is going to hang around a while, though, because Clint Newton and the Players Association, uh, I don't know how much they're upset about what's happened. They're more upset about not being consulted throughout the process. So that is interesting to see what the players are saying. And someone did send me a very funny meme today with a judiciary hearing, and it basically was a picture of every single player in every single club. It's, <laughs> it did get a little farcical, didn't it, uh, across the weekend? Yeah, I, I actually opened up the press re- release from NRL Media and I thought, 
they have made the font size six just to fit on one page so we couldn't <laughs> laugh about it being a whole chapter book because you're right, it is that way, whether that was shoulders or head, you're, you're being done basically. Now, Brandy Alexander, he made a really good point about um, Tedesco's running style. and He does sort of slide into tackles, doesn't he? Maybe he needs to change his running style, but, but the onus um, is upon the tackler, isn't it? Yes, and uh, Peter Volandis in the ARLC have said, look, whether you slip or slide, it's not on the attacker, it is on the defender. So it's tricky though because if I'm six foot forward and I'm trying to stop a zippy fullback, I don't have the same reaction time naturally as an athlete who's, you know, two-thirds of my size. And I've got power, that's my attribute, but – Teddy has power and speed, and his thing is he zips in and out over anyone, through anyone. That's his thing. But for the safety of him, do you almost question and go, all right, well, does Trent Sorry. Robinson have a chat to him? Uh, I, it's, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it, Timmy? Because mm. um, if, you, if you keep doing it time and time again, that's a definition of insanity, isn't it? Oh, it is, but I suppose when it's your style, I mean, how do you sanitise mm. it? It's a difficult one. I heard lots of uh, former players in commentary across the weekend and they were thinking, I don't know how we can avoid this, that and the other. So, look, that that is not going to go away, but uh, we'll watch that space with interest. What about the Magic Round, though, as a, as look, as an event? Had 40-odd thousand across the weekend each of the days. A great success started in, in the Super League in England. Um, would you like to see more of it, Katie? Yep. I want one in Perth and I also want one in New Zealand. And we we had a listener who texted her and said, you know, for everything that the the Warriors did through COVID, why don't we take one to New Zealand? And we all remember Auckland Nines and what a time that has been. So why not take Magic Round in New Zealand next year? I would be all for it. Yeah, not a bad call at all. And I think it'd be a good way for them to vary it every year. But Queensland are really trying to cling on to that. So it's a big, big, uh, big occasion for them. Now, someone that's really clinging on, we're doing more than that, are the Panthers. They look unstoppable. Okay. 10 in a row. Uh, they didn't lose the game until the grand final, the big dance mm-hmm. last year. They were unstoppable. They are. I, I just don't know how a team topples them this year. They are just so perfect. And uh, Nathan Cleary, I know it's just not on one player. They are a team of champions right now. But he was near perfect. He was like, I think he only missed two tackles. Everything else, tick. I'm giving him like basically a 10 out of 10 performance from Magic Round. He could do no wrong. And now what about you? Uh, You know, from a Queensland perspective, Grafton probably is in Queensland because uh, Greg Inglis grew up in Newcastle and played for Queensland. (laughs) But but can you unstitch this for me? You're going on a Queensland trip tomorrow. Uh, Do you go for Queensland? I do go for Queensland. How does that work? Born in Grafton. Come on. (laughs) What? (laughs) So I I actually have justified it because my mum's family settled in Roma. Uh In 1788. (laughs) (laughs) I knew there was a connection. (laughs) And the map's changed. Queensland actually does dip down into Grafton and back up. <laughs> oh, it's a classic. No, tell us about your trip. Where you're heading off tomorrow? Huh? Yeah, heading up to Townsville. Uh, Sam Friday, Michael Morgan, Talisha Harden, and Matt Gillette. We're all in the Maroons bus, and we're doing a heap of breakfasts and dinners up there. With uh, re- it's a regional tour with Oswald Bank, and then catching that Maroons bus all the way from Townsville down to Rockhampton. Thankfully, 
I'm flying from Rockhampton back home to Sydney on Friday. Yeah, I hope Sam's not driving because he does love a Forex. I know that much. <laughs> oh, my gosh, no. He will not be touching that steering wheel <laughs> over <good>. my dead body. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a great trip. Enjoy it. I think everyone's longing for a few trips away, whether they be work or social. We've all been a bit housebound the last uh, year and a half. Katie, mm. uh, we'll talk next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Shane. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, Rob Gilbert, our editor-at-large, Leicester City. They are continuing to party over there. Play Sport is calling Game On for a new way to play, a free platform to explore and be inspired to connect to thousands of sport, rec and well-being activities in your community. Just go to playsport.com. Play Sport, whatever moves you. All right, it is time to check in with our editor-at-large, Rob Gilbert. How are you? Good, Timmy. How are you, Shane? Mate, I'm great, Robbie. Probably not as good as Leicester's going at the moment. How good were they? I just love that story. I know we've been talking about the FA Cup over the past six months or so and some of the fairy tale stories of the minnows. Leicester City, well, they're a Premier League team. They won the title five years ago, so they're not classified as a minnow. But Mm. head-to-head against Chelsea, who are just a winning team, and in the Champions League final against Manchester City. You've got to say that as a rank outsider, for them to win the way they did was just incredible. 20,000 fans at Wembley. And, and we know the story of Leicester from the last few years, but you know, it just wind back the clock 12 months prior to when they won that at 5,001 Premier League title. They went from Christmas to Christmas, from 2014-15 to 15-16, from being dead set last and about to get relegated Mm. to top of the ladder and winning the premiership. And then just a few years later, they win the FA Cup and uh, hadn't appeared in the final for 52 years and had never won it. Amazing. What about Sam Kerr, the latest chapter? Uh, Look, everything seems to be going so well and this one, a slight hiccup. Yeah, a slight hiccup, but let's put it into context. So Barcelona, um, they had not won the Women's Champions League final before. They had themselves in 2019 had a similar hiding to Lyon. Now, Lyon, for those who don't follow the women's international game, they are the all-conquering Lyon. They had won the Women's Champions League final five times in a row up until this year and had beaten Barcelona 4-1 and had been up 3-0 inside 20 minutes, similar to the scenario where Sam Kerr's Chelsea team were down 4-0 after 36 minutes. They had sworn that they would never let that happen again eventually win it. So unfortunately, some team was going to be on on the end of it and Sam Kerr's outfit just happened to be the the mob there. So look, they've won the Premier League uh, they uh, they did well to get to the final, and uh, it's it's not all disappointing news. Let's put it that way. They they held their own in the second half, and uh, they'll be back uh, next year. And I, I would say that if I was a betting man, and I am, I would have a small wager on them winning it in the next mm. couple of years. And Rob, what about that finish with Liverpool? It was incredible, wasn't it? Uh, so Liverpool uh, had won the Premier League last year. They've had a shocking season this year and uh, up until just a few rounds ago, it looked like they were going to miss the Champions League. So they needed to just start winning. So it was one all. And it was the fifth minute into extra time. Uh, they've got one final chance from a corner, and Alison Becker, the goalkeeper, comes up to uh, to get involved in in the huddle of his team to get hopefully get on on the end of the corner. Incredibly, for the first time in the 129 year history of Liverpool, he gets on the end of it. They win two one, and similar to our own Matty Ryan, who a couple of weeks ago was involved in an assist with Arsenal, who, mm. who scored a match winning goal. Uh, it was just a, an incredible finish. And uh, if, if you're interested in sport, stories. Have a look at this one. He lost his father, only 57 years old, uh, a month or so ago. It was a very emotional uh, scenario for uh, Alison Becker. 
Yeah, it, it was it was quite phenomenal scenes, and I remember watching that uh, with Matt Ryan the other day. Now, Rob, closer to home, the Mariners, they're defying the odds. Yeah, look, everyone uh, who follows the game has just been waiting for them to uh, to tumble down the ladder, but they just keep on getting the job done. Look, they had an incredible streak at the beginning of the season, just winning games for fun, and uh, in, in recent times, they've just had to grind out draws and, and wins here and there, but... Uh, they're sitting on the second on the ladder. There's a, a top of the table clash against Melbourne City on Saturday night. So it'll just be interesting to see. Melbourne City can win the Premiership plate if they do beat the Central Coast Mariners. But I've just got uh, a feeling that Alan Stadich's team are going to continue on and just grind out results until the finals. So they're second on the ladder. Big game on Saturday night, as I say. The big blue uh, is on Wednesday night, Sydney FC against Melbourne Victory. Uh, usually we talk about that as one of the big games of the season. Unfortunately for Melbourne Victory, it's not this year. But, uh, yeah, look, the uh, pointy end of the A-League season coming and, uh, you know, those in contention, look, can't believe that Western United under Mark Rudin have just dropped off completely. He blew up Deluxe in a press conference over the weekend. Western Sydney, they were absolutely thumped uh, uh, over the weekend. And uh, look, to, to see them, um, you know, start to uh, to to put their uh, season back together and then uh, and then fall apart was just a, a real disappointment. And uh, Andy Keogh scoring four goals against them, uh, he could have, well, he did win it off his own boot effectively. Would the, would the A-League call it a success this year, this season? Seems, it seems like it's gone pretty well. Shane, I think so. I mean, given the expectations, just briefly, they'd had their, their TV rights deal cut in half, as mm. many sports did. A lot of the big money players, the big name players, uh, left for, for some money in uh, money that they, they had been getting paid in the A-League in other competitions. But what it's done is finally given the opportunity for young players, young Australian talent to, uh, to come out and perform. So uh, what we're seeing is probably the most entertaining A-League season we have in recent years. So whoever takes up the rights for the new deal with a Foxtel, you know, come back to the table or whether Stan get involved or Optus or any of the other streaming services. Uh, I think we're going to see a, a turning point for the A-League, particularly now that they're broken away from Football Australia. And Rob, of course, the Melbourne Demons, they're preparing for a premiership. Well, exactly. Well, the, the last time they uh, started a season with nine consecutive wins was 1956 and they won the premiership that year. Uh, 1964 was the last time they won the flag and uh, and the, the good judges are saying that um, they have got the kind of uh, defence structure as well as an incredible attacking um, capacity to uh, to go all the way. I went to the MCG just to have a look at for myself. I'm not a, a Melbourne or a, a Carlton fan, just to, to look at a bit of it. And, and they just did look serious stuff and their fans are up and about. Every every Melbourne fan in Melbourne, I can tell you, guaranteed has come out of the woodwork. And uh, uh, But uh, look, there's a, a Western Bulldogs uh, mob um, who, uh, who are looking really dangerous and, and Geelong. I think they're the three teams. Uh, and you, look, you can't count out Richmond the way they came back against uh, GWS over the weekend. But uh, for me, it'll either be one of Melbourne, the Bulldogs, or Geelong. Yeah, it'd be a great story to see Melbourne win. They're definitely playing a very, very good style of football this year, which, um, which is very enjoyable to watch. Everyone yeah, nine- loves a drought-breaking grand final winning team, Shane. Yes, that's right. Yeah, 1964. None of us were born. All right, Robbie, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Timmy. Thanks, Shane. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it. Big thank you today to Katie Brown and Rob Gilbert. Thank you also to our wonderful sponsors. Yeah, www.spartansportshq.com. And, of course, our producer, Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow afternoon with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.